the star, the star, the star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Crown the king, crown the king, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying around the field. Starting five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the depth. Oh yes, these are the sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. Biz market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, Moses out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season to keep the start five. Start five. We going in on three. Run the baseline, start five. Get we got what you we need. Got what you if the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live. We got what you we need. What you yeah. need. We going in on three. Run the baseline, start five. Get we got what you we need. What you and y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need. 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 Each and every week, we always got what you need, just like I always got what I need right here. What up, everybody? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ name is five. Your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa. And we are back with the news episode of the starting five. These aren't available yet. This is just uh, some old custom job shit I did. Um, y'all know what to do. As always, we invite y'all to join the starting five podcast Facebook group. Facebook.com slash the start of five podcast. Hit up that start of five podcast.com for merch, all that other good shit, all our streaming platforms and all that. Big ups to the UWO podcast. I had to rock their show today. Old school black and white NWO colors and all that. But the only person that's here with me today so far is the good brother to my point to the wrong way. To my right on the camera. <laughs> Yo, what up, what up? What's up, Mr. Mayor? How are you today? And we chilling, we chilling. I'm good. Chilling, chilling as much as we could be. Yeah, I'm good. It's another nice weekend um, out here on the back deck, enjoying the weather, ready for a really good, strong show today. Um, there's a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. Um, I'm ready for it. We might as well jump right into it. I'm ready to go today. Well, it's on you, man. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? We were supposed to be talking about a couple different sports topics and injuries. We can start stuff, there. But JP's start not there. here, but if you want to go ahead, add it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we got the NFL draft coming up this uh, next week. A lot of big things are supposed to be happening around that. The Jets with the number two pick, allegedly going with uh, the kid from uh, BYU. Um, the overall number one consensus pick out of Clemson supposed to be going to um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and then it gets it's muddy waters after that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, people don't know if, uh, trading back, moving up. New England's, you know, is looking rough. I know they signed Cam to another year extension, but 
they're at a they're at a deficit this year in the AFC East is much stronger than it's been in years past with Buffalo on the scene. Miami's got a tag to to tag to our vote. I can't even say that dude's last name. Two but you know to, to yes. Um and he, he's been on the scene. Uh, this would be his first or second full year, you know, behind behind center. So he, he's proven himself a little bit last year. And then, you know, the Jets coming in with their with their rookie. So um they got a lot to work for, work against, you know, but don't bet against Belichick. You've been proven wrong many times before. Um, so that's what it is. Um, I'm very happy my Knicks on a five-game winning streak this year, this this Facts. week. <laughs> Facts. They had a big win in Dallas last night. My man Randall went off for 44 points. The I'm second glad year I'm, feed. I'm, mad, I'm mad I missed that. But I'm mad I missed it too. But um, and and the the second year phenom number three in the draft uh, two years ago, Barrett dropped 21 and eight. So they they're looking like they're finally rounding out themselves as a legit solid team that most likely making the playoffs. Uh, if they keep this going, uh, they should avoid the playing tournament. They, they they're looking for a lock at six. Or fifth right now. Well, well um, right now we're in the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference, so you're right. I mean, right. that's that's a there's a huge upside, but yeah, we don't want to be in the play-in. No, don't you don't want to be in a play-in. No, you don't want to be in a play-in. And they got they got it. They their schedule is favoring them to extend this winning streak at least three or three to four more games. So they got they got um they got uh, New Orleans tomorrow, and they got Charlotte on Tuesday. So, I mean, those are two gimmies. Yeah, that could those be the easy seven-game streak. Right, right. And they could possibly lock up the fourth seed. Uh, Atlanta's sitting in it right now, and we're only a game behind Atlanta and like a half game behind Boston. So Boston plays the Pacers today. We'll see how that shakes out. I'm pulling for the Pacers, obviously. They're in like 10th or 11th spot. So, And we're like five or six games ahead of them. So – let them fight it out for the bottom. We always want to see, regardless, shout out to our homegirl, Nicole Porter, Pacers fan, but we always want to see the Pacers lose as Knicks fans. Hell with them fucking Pacers, yo. Yeah, the hell with them. <laughs> the hell with everybody in the East besides New York. So. This is facts. This is facts. I'm just, let's go. I mean, just to be honest with you, the real petty Knicks fan in me is glad that Chicago has still consistently been hovering the bottom of the league. For the past which is bananas after the trade we after the trade i thought they were going to start killing it vucevic and and zach and zach levine and and laurie marketing they got real pieces there and they've just not gelled out their box so this has hurt them then more than it helped them all right well i'm i'm happy with it <laughs> as long as the bulls ain't doing shit, that's fine with you're me. right man love to the city of chicago but i you know yeah bulls, yeah. yeah no thank you yeah, uh, yeah. Come back and we we, we got to at least as long as we surpass Indiana, I'm good too. Yeah, uh, the Yankees finally uh, claimed sole possession of last place in in the uh, American League East. Uh, the first time that's happened since 1998. Think about that for a second. The first time since 1998. So my daughter, my daughter was born in '99, so that was over 23 years ago that the Yankees were in last place. But what happened in 1998? Hmm. Let me think. A bit Championship? Yeah, just a Did little we, bit. I think, 
Uh, it's only 12 games into the season. I am not worried about it. Talk to me two months from now if we're still in last place. So, exactly. You know, baseball you know, is one of them seasons, though, that's just baseball. It's a long run. Games. Yeah, so. But here's a question. It's a marathon. Though. Here's a question, though, because a lot of the purists will probably say no to this, but do you think that they need to decrease the, the baseball season? And this same yeah. conversation, the same conversation actually is going around with NBA talk too. Like they should decrease the, the, the amount of games to 82 games to give the superstars less incentive to want to sit out and have multiple rest days. And realistically, when it comes to that, and I'm, as I'm talking, I'm going to answer my own question. When it comes to the NBA, it's really about the bottom line for them. And it's about making sure that they get more. They, it, it, the length is, it, it all correlates with how much money they make. So, so I, I don't see the NBA fully going with it, even though they could drop to a 60-something, 72-game season. But it's they, they're more worried about getting the superstars to not take so many breaks and play on, you know, big-ticket games and shit like that. So here's my thing, right? Baseball is an everyday sport, and, you know, you can play that almost every day. And I get with basketball, you're not putting the same exertion on your body in baseball as you are in basketball with the constant banging, jumping up and down and stuff like that. You have so much rest in between pitches, in between innings, in between plays. So I get why, you know, you're not on – you're not go on every play in baseball. Um, 162 games – I'm not going to lie. That shit is a lot. That's just a lot. I thought it was a lot. Even from back in the day, I thought it was a lot. You're playing the same team three times a day. You get a day off to travel, and then you're back at it for, like, another four games. That's or, a lot, or, man. Yeah, or, you, or you're playing the three games. Yankees are playing the three-game series against the Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get Monday, Tuesday off. Now you're in Boston playing another three-game series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Thursday, a mental – yeah, that's a mental, physical. That's a that's a huge toll. So, I get that. You know, they they could definitely chop down twenty, twenty five games, maybe even forty games from the baseball schedule. That wouldn't bother me as much. As far as the NBA is concerned, man, you got to go back. I mean, I, you're gonna call me an old head. You're gonna call me a purist or anything. But like, Will Chamberlain wasn't complaining about playing the amount of games he played, and they didn't have the luxuries of traveling first-class flights like these dudes are traveling like i remember clyde frazier was talking about after wilt dropped 100 on them they took a car to drive back from philly to new york you know what i'm saying and that was like a two hour half hour three hour car ride like they weren't traveling the same way they're traveling they didn't have the amenities that these guys have with personal trainers and massage therapists and all these people traveling with them so i mean this but is becoming you, like a pampering league. You know what I'm but saying? When you, but when you mention all of that, though, and then consider, too, and look at it, like, these cats are getting hurt more often, though. But you got to also look at it where I think the, the, the level of workout is kind of is, is drastically different also because the players of those older eras back in the day were not doing a lot of the same different types of exercises and, and, and also, too, when you watch them with the motions on the court, think the way they move on the court, it's not as free-flowing then as it is now. And, 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 but mainly, though, 
why I think about it, excuse me for a second though, and mainly why I think about it in this way is because like, yeah, you're putting, like nowadays, they, you know, they go down to the level of they talk about fast twitch muscles. Like when they're, they're talking about getting in, in depths into the arm, like or in your arm, I'm just pointing out my biceps, for, for example, but like getting to the depths of underneath the top level to make sure everything is 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 up to structural to be able to, yeah right yeah to, to have a full structural like definition and, and things like that and you know weight training is totally different too weight training is different too that can lend to it like it, it just seems weird so, to me that it's like the more muscular dudes nowadays tend to tear more muscles tend to rip and injure more muscles so here's here's what i'm, I'm going to say about that and I know these guys back in the day, there were no like AAU leagues. There were no like camps, five-star camps and gauchos and all this shit where these kids were playing 50, 60 games in the summertime plus the other 20 with the travel team and then playing with their high school team or then going back and playing with their college. These guys are putting in and putting a lot of energy in their bodies before they get to the pros. And by the time they get to the pros, they got old man muscles and old man bodies already. Right. So speak, speaking of old man muscles and old man bodies, JP <laughs> got, the, got the brother got the nice fresh COVID shot. Comes looking fresh and clean, ready to step in them streets. What's up, good brother? What's up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Chilling, chilling. Good, what, what we was... What we was talking about when you when you finally good, came brother. in was we we was uh, we just did a quick aside to talking about the length of seasons and and we were kind of just expressing everything towards the level of basketball because there was uh, talks recently I know around shortening the NBA season to try to get more out of the quote unquote superstar players so there's a lot less. Uh, you know, resting days or what? What do they call the fucking? What are, What are they calling load it management. now? What are they calling load the term? management? Load management. Load, load management. management. Load management. Yeah. Like and real quick, shout out to Facebook users. Um, probably. Oh no, it's Lisi actually. What's up, Lisi? She said, "Do you think that if the guys who played when the league was first starting and couldn't get fans support could take days off?" That's a good point there. Because you needed the superstars in those eras to continue to draw people in. So that, that's a those good guys take. wanted to play every day. Those guys that's wanted a, to play a, every day. That's a diff, that's a that is a story too that they did want to play every day, but also you want to play every day to try to build more and more people in to draw more people. Or in wrestling terms, you want to draw more money. But freeze right. on that, TJ. Let JP go. Good. Um, me personally, I don't have players with taking games off if that's what they want to do. You know, I'm not saying taking 40, 50, 60 games off or whatever, but if they're hurt or whatever, they shouldn't play because you want to be at your best when you compete. Um, speaking of guys back in the day, some, now this is what some people do say that the amount of games these kids played from the time they've been little up until they're in the league and stuff, that's taking a toll on their body from the AAUs and stuff like that there up until now because they play every day like practice. That's, that's what TJ just, I, I heard that's that's what TJ just mentioned. Yeah, I, I heard it. I, that's, that's what a lot of people say. Um, I don't Like I said, I don't have a problem with, with guys not, not wanting to take games off and stuff. 
You want to, like, like I said, you want to be at your best, get a freak injury and stuff. And then, you know what? Stephen A. Smith brought up an interesting point, too, one day. He said the reason why a lot of these guys might be getting these injuries and stuff, like with their feet, Achilles, and stuff like that there, is because of the low-top sneakers that they're wearing instead of the high-top sneakers. I found it to be very interesting that he said that. I, and, and as a person who played football in low-top cleats, you are there lying is too. A, there is an argument about that. Well, well, why? One, why? Because what I've noticed personally when I played lined up against other people, when people had injuries with the ankles and stuff, yes, it's thought you need the support, especially our line. Oh, you're you breaking up, Dan. My bad. It's the connection where I'm at. But with with um, with being a lineman specifically, you need lower leg support. That's why what you see offensive linemen wearing knee braces when a large majority of them don't need them. And when I had my knee brace, when I broke my tibia plateau on my left leg, um, now over almost shit, yeah, well, almost 11 years ago. Uh, the doctors was like, no, don't you don't have to play on it because one, it takes away from the stability of it's there to stabilize your leg, but it takes away from some of the muscle strength that's necessary in your leg. Yes. So, but bringing it back to the shoe aspect, what I was going to say was I've seen more people with hurt, sore ankles that would bend a certain way because of the high top extra support that keeps the ankle locked into place. Now you're putting more stress on it. That makes it hurt a lot more. And I've been well, where it hurts, well, where it hurts a lot more, where you can think can, you got this. The support is there. Support is there. But once you like roll that ankle and you roll that extra more to me, when I had the low top shoe, it almost went natural with my 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 ankle and my muscles to where I just was able to just go, all right, let me get off it quick and bend my foot back. But high top, once you bend, sometimes you're just stuck. Well, you're just stuck. I can I can speak for that because I, I definitely tore ligaments to my ankle in a league in the league game. because uh, I came down on top of somebody's foot and uh I just rolled my shit almost the top of my foot almost touched my ankle like bending it all the way over and I just tore like all the shit in there. And uh, I was out. I, I was out for a year and a half. Like I could barely walk. I was in like an air cast and like physical therapy for the, like the first six months to a year. And then I had to wear an ankle brace for like another year before I could really go back on the court and play basketball. I get what you're saying, but I wasn't comfortable wearing a low top sneaker ever due to the fact that if I wore a low top sneaker when I had that injury, I think it would have been much worse than if I didn't have that support as opposed to me having it and completely like breaking my ankle, which right, the right, doctor right. said, he, he said I was better off breaking it because I would have came back quicker as opposed right. to, you know, it's weird, stretching but it's and tearing it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't wish that injury on nobody because that shit is painful painful it looked like somebody stuck a fist in my a ankle but that's how swole my shit was um yeah and i you know i blew my well back in 2013 i blew my achilles out and man let me tell you something i wouldn't wish that on anybody neither you know because i mean like it happened i was doing wind sprints at the gym and 
I heard a pop. It sounded just like a gunshot. I'm like, damn, what was that? That's noise? what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. It was a, it's like a gunshot. Yeah, yeah and then I, all of a, and then all of a sudden, I tried to move my foot. And I was like, oh shit, like yo, this foot is not feeling right. It felt like I just can't describe the pain of what it felt like. You know, it felt like my foot was on two different levels. And then I had to go up the stairs because I was downstairs and and. In the, in the, like the basement part of the gym, and man, I went up the stairs. I was like, "Oh, this is not good." I think I tore my Achilles. And sure enough, I went to the went to the um, doctors. They said, "Yeah, you have a partially torn Achilles," and it was it was some pain that I never felt before like that in in, in, the, in, in that area, man. It's it was, it was crazy. Yeah, but I mean, but to the shoot thing, though, like I said, it's everybody is it's it's different for everybody. Like TJ mentioned, and and it's it's true with the like I said with the mid to higher top shoe. Yeah, sometimes that that extra support does help from the extra role. But like, I'm also used to like from I'm also used to from like when I'm working out back in the day when I threw shot put and stuff like that, and we always did ankle circles and things like that, you know, to keep them loose, to keep everything loose as a part of just keeping the body joints moving and flowing. And when I rolled an ankle, because my my stuff was so flexible with a low top or whatever kind of shoe, I would just go with it to prevent. And, and it was a more natural role further. than a preventive role. Right, more right. Natural. More natural than that constriction of like, oh shit, and then right. go over. Because then, right. you know, sometimes, a lot of times, I've seen things that happen to you where you said it's more partial tears. And yeah, it's crazy that the doctors will tell you partials will take longer because it's not fully, you know, like it's easier to just connect something, reconnect something that went like this than connect something that was like this. Right, you know, so right. It, it it it's it sounds weird, but yeah, JP, like that can lead to a lot of it can lead to injury, but it also too depends. Yeah, it depends on the person's body. It does. It does. It does. Right, and that and that's the whole low management. This getting right back to the whole low management thing. It depends on the athlete's body, what they're training for, the type of treatment they're getting before and after. The training, like I said, these guys put a lot of exertion on their bodies way before they get to the NBA. And there's a limit on everything. You know what I'm saying? There's a limit. Your body's got limits on everything. If you're going hard from like 12, 13 years old until you're 24, 25, you put more mileage on that than the normal person would have put on that doesn't do the regiments and the training you go through. So I get yeah. that. And I think that's why the injuries are happening because the stuff you did at 15, 16, where you were just growing and letting you not giving you a chance of body to develop, you're exerting this pressure and, and force on your joints and your bones. That is, that is not normal for a person that at that age is, should be doing. Yeah. So by the time, by the time you're 21, 22 and you're in the league and now you're going even harder because you're trying to keep a job, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, Things tend to break, snap, wear, stretch, bend, tear. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, but and like Facebook user said, shout out to whoever you are. As I mentioned, Facebook user, anybody who's new to the show, please go to streamyard.com slash Facebook so we can get your name up here. You can be up on our lights and big screen and all that. But they um did. but they, yeah, but they chose that 
they chose that life, but what does that have to do with, with you being injured, though? I mean, no, yeah, no. they chose a life because. No, go ahead. I was going to add on to that because, yes, they did choose that, that life. They did choose the right. life of sports. So, yeah, things come along with the job and territory. Things come with the right. job. Right. But it's, it's, it's the, to be honest with you, it's the best job to have, too, because you're, you're an athletic field and you're making millions of dollars. That's why they chose the life. I mean, that to me, that didn't make you any know sense. What? Yes, That's they the chose season. the life, but they chose everything that comes with it, too, as well. Injuries. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, because... People act like people. People act like when you play athletics that you don't work hard and you just go out there and just play. It's not like that. They don't see the training. They don't see the hours of work you got to put in. It's, it's, it's not. It's not like you just pick up a ball or run or whatever and just go out there and you just naturally gifted. You got to work at what you do. Facts, but I I think though when because it came that came during the conversation of like the AAU aspect of things and starting sports from young. That's why, bringing it back to football, they've been saying over the past decade or more, you know what I'm saying, that it's better to not have a kid play from peewee in pads and wait till high school if you could get on right. Because right. of you can prevent lesser injury. So it's not about a matter of putting in the work. It's the matter of the, the, the grind behind it. It's a matter of the, 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 the level of impact you're putting on your body to reach where you want to reach to and yes some people want it more than others and go through it and go for it no matter what but let's be real a large majority of athletes athletes do not get hurt do not get hurt we just put more of a spotlight <laughs> on it when it happens to a star athlete when it happens right. yeah because athletes, the, the space Cause let's face it, the star athlete—that's who you come to see. You come to see the yeah. stars. So sure when the star gets hurt or they're out for the year, that can, that 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 takes away fan revenue, the fans coming to the games, the TV ratings, and you're looking at possible championships being also not there with that, like Jamal Murray the other night, you know, with the, that, with, the, with the knee injury, he just came back, and that, he just came back, and that was a non-contact injury. Right. Most of them are. But that leads back to, but that leads back to the conversation that we were just having about the reduction of games. That's why we was talking about the injury thing because maybe if the leagues did reduce injuries can happen regardless. But if the NBA brought the games down from eighty-two to seventy-two, give a little bit yeah. fewer rest days. If you can still get your rest days, but they can be a little bit more tactical to go along with what the league wants because the league is about the making of the money. The league wants the LeBron versus right. versus Giannis game to happen. They don't want it to be a, a a Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon Lakers versus Bucks and Giannis and LeBron is sitting because they want to save up till the playoffs. You know that's that's the reason for the conversation of the reduction of the of of the of the season. But like Facebook user, whoever you are, at least let us know in the comments. The league will never take money out of their own pockets. This is fact. This is no, fact. they won't. They won't because as soon as right. one face of the league goes down, here comes another one. You know what I'm saying? There, it's a. It's cyclical, you know what I'm saying? There, yeah. There's always you will be replaced. 
And with that being said, that's the reason why, because of the money, that's the reason why the NFL <laughs> just approved the 17th game. It's just oh, yeah. about more. It's just about more revenue. And and, it's, it's, and and speaking of the devil, there's a reason why the NFL went to 17 games. That's exactly what I was leading to. It was money. It's because of money. Because of money. The NFL. The, the, but the NFL also is also looking at maybe having more injuries as well, which to me makes no damn sense for them to go to a 17 game schedule. Right, in right, my opinion, you know, it, because the 17 game is going to be like a it's going to be like a preseason game. Nobody gonna want to play the 17th game and go out there. Well, and get hurt they and reduced stuff. The, they I mean, reduced you know, the preseason games, JP. Right. No, no. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, the last game of the season is going to be like a preseason game, though. I unless you saying. you really play for a playoff spot. But right, that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. By having 17 games, it's ridiculous. In my, just in my opinion, Man, it's ridiculous. Facebook users, shut up! I ain't biting your bars. We just this. Just remember, <laughs> you got you got a great mind. That's all. You got a great mind, like the brother right here. But no, but yeah, but see, but here's the thing with that though, JP. I, I see your point. I see your point of view and what you what you mentioned, right? Let me put TJ on mute because of the wind. But I, I see what you're saying as far as they're taking the 17th game off as a. But guess what? They've been doing that in the 16th game. They've been doing that in. They've been doing that in the 14th game. You know what I'm right, 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 right. But, but that's what I'm saying. But why add? Why add more games though when you know they're not going to play the 14th, 15th? I know. I know it's because of money. But I'm just saying. I, yeah, it's, to exactly. me, it's just ridiculous. And the players do not like it. It's because Listen. they can charge more money for a ticket for a regular season game than they can for mm -hmm. a preseason game. That's why the time I went to the preseason Eagles versus Jets game, I was able to get four coaches club tickets for $200. One coaches club ticket is probably three times the amount of what I spent for the four. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah, but this is the here, here's the real problem. You go into the playoffs after the seventeenth game, and two out of the three or f you you got one star player on defense, one star player on offense. You know, a special teams player. They're all out because if that that seventeenth game that you were trying to make the playoffs, now you're in the playoffs. You're limping into the playoffs, and you got no shot because the people that got you there cannot suit up for the game that they need to be there for. And as a fan, I'm going to be pissed off because my team is not at its full strength and it doesn't give us a chance to win to make that money that you really want to play, you know, that you really want to see. So, you know, right. money is the root of all evil and there's nothing going to stop that train until the players come up. And, 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 and that comment right there but is, is Lisi, by the way, as we found out who Facebook uses. She said the difference between the players' desires and the owners' desires is vastly different, and that and that lends exactly to what you just mentioned, TJ. Yep. Yep. It's, but the, it's, the, it's the, exactly. the players be the play, The players to me seem to be more more in tune with what they want in the NBA instead of the NFL, though. You know, no, like, well, the, like the NBA. You know, those are two different dynamics. Yeah, and I can't say that they're more in tune. Yeah, they, I just I think that they just have a bigger say so. They have That's a better. I, I, I put it this way: they have a better team. 
they have a better CBA contract than the NFL has because the problem that's, with the NFL is those contracts are non-guaranteed. That is the biggest problem. That's and that's, that's when the NFL players have to utilize their power and like look and tell the owners, hey, look, listen, you don't have a league without us. Nobody's gonna watch the games without us. So they need, they need to utilize, I feel as though their power a little more than what they're doing. And that's just my opinion. True indeed. True indeed. And and it, another great point made here. This the salaries won't change with more games, but if the teams reduce the amount of games, they would also require the players to get less pay. That's yeah, but that that has to go with the CBAs and all that stuff. And I mean, right. let's be real. Let's be real. These these owners, these owners, they got the money for most of this shit because they are businessmen outside of like the, most of these leagues aren't their first income. It's not their bread and butter. Jerry Jones just bought and owns a fucking huge power company in 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 Texas. I believe in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. He don't. I mean. The Cowboys is a luxury to him. The Cowboys is his baby and his heart. But that man, if he would have ever sell the Cowboys, which he never will, he won't, that will never leave his family, he would be all right. Well, that's, that's the say. That's the say. So for most of the owners in all leagues, like they didn't just come right. in <clears throat> because they were mm-hmm. they just this is newfound money. You know what I'm saying? They they got their money from other interests, what their businesses were. And this is their this is mm-hmm. how they want to spend their play cash or, or you know mm-hmm. expendable right. income. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when so, you have a team when you have a team like the Cowboys and the Yankees that are worth over three to five billion dollars, they have the income to pay these hundred million dollar contracts. And let's also remember there might be one, if not two players on most teams, especially thinking football. That are up that high, the yeah. rest of the contract you're paying ten to two million dollars probably at most. Veteran yeah. minimums are less than a million dollars in some cases. Listen, the TV money they get, the money from licensing, the money from endorsements, the money you can't put a your a team name or nothing without permission from the NFL and the league. So. They're getting streams of income from all sh- sources, shapes, and places. It's it's not like they're hurting. They're not being broke. The teams that don't spend money is because the owner wants to keep more of the money in their pocket. That's the bottom line. The teams that are willing mm-hmm. to spend more to make more are going to put more money out on their product to get more money back in return. Yep. That's, that's just the simple economics of the game. And damn be the player that's on the field. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that was longer than, but that was good. That was a good conversation. It's time to get into the tough shit. Whoever wants to kick it off first, man, half at it. Oh, let's Go get ahead, into, TJ. first. First, let's get into the CDC. Finally, as Dan says, finally. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's start with the hard stuff because I think the CDC conversation is a perfect way to cap everything after. Okay. All right. So then let's jump right into it then. What happened uh, even this past weekend with uh, in Minnesota where um, this white dude assaulted a cop, uh, drove off with a cop hanging off the side of his vehicle and sped away and no shots were fired. 
while he was resisting arrest. Not one single shot was fired at this man at any time. And he, this cop's life was in legit serious danger as he pulled off. On the other hand, we have a young man who just passed who was shot by police doing it. I can't say the exact same thing, but it was very similar into, in the circumstances of how he was trying to get away. And a training officer who's been doing this for 26 years, mistakenly, in her words, pulled her gun thinking it was a taser and fatally killing this young 20-year-old black man. And this is the problem that has been, we've been saying this, I don't, I don't know, we're just beating a dead horse at this point in terms of how white people are treated and confronted with police as opposed to how black people are treated and confronted with police in the same exact situation. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. And see, TJ, this is, this is why like, I, I kind of stayed away from these conversations for the most part to save the energy for us. Right. And this is why when I posted the video of the guy in Minnesota who drove off, who, by the way, actually played bumper car with his white pickup truck to get from between two cop cars which are, with multiple officers around, endangering the lives of multiple officers, only to then drive off with one officer hanging on his window on the, on the, uh, the side rail, speeding off with this guy down the block. I put that up and made the statement, paraphrasing myself, that if you needed proof that there were two different Americas, but we all breathe the same air, this incident was it. And I use this because I also led the, con the, the statement with, I hate doing comparisons of, say, a police killing in one state versus a police killing in another state. Only because laws are different from state to state. There are certain federal laws that everybody has to follow. But when you go from the state to state basis, sometimes you can't compare the two incidents outside of using racism. You know, you, you get what I'm saying. And this is why it was important to see that, again, we're in two different Americas where a white man can legitimately, legitimately put lives in danger with his vehicle, using his vehicle as a weapon over this young man who, though some would say feared for himself, but also put himself in harm's way of trying to slide back in his car to get away because he had a couple warrants and then getting killed by, like TJ expressed, a training officer. A training officer over 26 years on the force to where you were riding with a rookie. You were riding with a rookie. And if you saw the, I'm not showing the video on this show at all. It's no. But when you see, and this is as big as a gun, by the way, but if you see this in the camera, you see it in the body cam footage. Taser, taser, taser. Did it not tell, you know, did it not behoove her to think to look down at what was in her hand? and see that that was not a taser. Besides that, we all seen all the descriptors online all week for the past week and a half plus. The weight differences between a gun with ammo in it and a taser. 
totally different shapes, sizes, hand color, color, teasers are bright, bright yellow. For the most part, yeah. In some in some places, yeah. Some it might be like black and yellow. There's different colors. But point is, is as we were talking pre-show, JP, it's like your gun hand is always going to be your dominant hand. Her first intention clearly was to reach for the gun hand. It's never the tasers and the guns are never on the same, the side, same side for that reason alone. Right. That reason alone. So to call this an innocent mistake, no. Was it a mistake? A big mistake? It's a big mistake. Yes. Innocent mistake? Fuck no. Because in my opinion, you get zero excuses when you are a fucking training officer. Your job is to train the officer that you had in the field with you who is now caught up in this mess with you. Is that well, he fair learned a lesson. He learned a lesson that day of what not to do. Exactly. And that is not fair to that other officer being totally, you know, transparent and honest. That is not fair to that guy that had to learn that incident that, you know, now if he happens to still have a job after this, then that, you know, that motherfucker's going to make sure he's going to be on the right side of whatever, you know, he's going to be on that. I make, maybe I'm going to put the taser on my dominant hand side next time. You know what I'm saying? Because that right there, to me, JP, when you see that coming from a training officer, that's, uh, JP, we just lost JP, but when you see it's that inexcusable. It's inexcusable. coming from a training officer, that says a lot about that police force's training across the board. Well, it was definitely fight or flight. That was going on in her mind. That's why she reached for the gun. You have to consciously make a decision to reach for a taser as opposed to reach for a gun. You have to consciously make that decision. That was based on reaction. And her reaction was to reach for her gun to, to, to subdue this kid. Nothing else. Nothing else. She was defending herself in, in a, an extreme situation. And she let it get way out of control before it shouldn't even got to that point. If you're a training officer and you got this, the suspect outside of the car and you're ready to handcuff them. You, that person should be secure. There should be no escaping. Like I was telling you uh, pre-show, that dude is about a buck 50 wet. So how is he escaping? If you're a training officer and doing it by the book and procedure of subduing the suspect, you should be cuffing him. We wouldn't be even talking about this right now. But everything went left. And she she did her natural reaction was to reach for her gun and to shoot. No matter what she was yelling, taser, 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 that is in is, is, is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Because if you've been training for these situations, you're pretty much your entire life. You've been on the force. And you've seen this mistake happen over and over in your training, and that's what you're there for to correct that, then there should be no way, shape, or form that you reach for your gun in that situation yelling taser. There's no there's no way to look at it. There's no other way to look at it. And I get you she retired and she, you know, trying to save her pension and to get fired and all that. That's that's another story. But to be a training, like you said, Dan, to be a training officer. 
and to like you said how can you fumble the bag on something so blatant for a situation that you trained other officers for it's inexcusable it's inexcusable now you're questioning all your training tactics and techniques prior to this moment happening it's it's not just it's not just her questioning her own training tactics like i said this you can one can only imagine the amount of people she's trained over the years on the force to where now if it, it makes it look like it, it it almost makes it look like 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 this is a blatant thing to be done like it, it's grab for the gun first if you're in fear for your life but then these officers again in the same state they had the right to fear for their lives when this guy tried to use his pickup truck as a fucking weapon. And not one shot was fired. Not one shot was fired. They had the car surrounded. As soon as, like you said, Dan, he played bumper cars. United, they didn't even shoot to try to disable the vehicle, blow out the tires, shoot at the engine block. None of this, none of this they did. None of this they did to, to, to try to slow this man down. None of it. They didn't even throw a warning shot like through the through the window or nothing like that. Yeah, he calmed down, bro. Nothing. And they let them speed off with a fellow co-worker hanging off the side of the truck. How? Yeah. How? I, How? I How? How? It's How? Fucking positive. They, it's they, positive. Didn't, they, they did not fear for their lives at that point because it was a white guy. They didn't see him as a, a willing and able threat. He was forcibly leaving the scene of a crime or situation for him to get pulled over in the first place. He assaulted two people before he got in the truck. He assaulted people inside the store where he was coming from. That alone should have known, let you know he was a threat and he should have been dealt with accordingly. But no, they keep on getting the chance after chance after chance after chance thinking, oh, he'll turn around, he'll stop. And then they just let him pull off. It's, 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 like I said, we've been beating a dead horse. It's just tiring. We're mentally fatigued of hearing the same shit over and over and over again. And the chances and the, and the, the, the liberties getting given to a, a person not of color as opposed to a person of color. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm going to share this video, and I finally figured out how to get the audio right. This is of a, a cop this, showing yeah. how it's impossible to make a mistake. You hear it, right? Yeah. Dominant? Not so dominant. Huge weight difference, guys. I don't understand how we can mistake a taser for a gun or a gun for a taser. If you're in the heat at a moment and you do something like that, you shouldn't be doing this job. Because nobody likes a bad cop more than a good cop. I can tell you that straight up. I'm not going to put my life on the line to try and, you know, fix your stupidity and and deal with, you know, restoring the peace with my public that I serve just because of your stupid actions. It makes no sense. 99% of our job is communication. You don't got to be quick to pull out a gun or a taser on somebody and think everybody's a threat. Not everybody's a threat. <laughs> the mic, the mic drop though was hilarious at the end. But 
he's I I mean we're not cops. He's not we're, he's not cop. We're not cops. So we don't know the job like that. I do know that cop police jobs are not. Damn it! Freaking Thundercats started playing. But I do know police jobs aren't the most dangerous jobs in the world, and that is factual. You can look it up. You can it look is. It up. The job that I work, the job that I work, is more dangerous than a police officer. Dan, I've been saying this. Right. I've been saying this for years. You signed up for that job. This is what you go into every day. You volunteered. You went through all the training. You know what uh, is expected. The dangers are expected every day when you put on that badge from day one. You know this even before taking the oath and going through all the training. You know that you're not promised to come home at the end of a shift every day, every day. This is not no nine to five where you show up and do your job and go home. It's not this. It'll never be that. And if you go in with that mentality, then you shouldn't be doing that job. Nobody put a gun to your head and said, hey, you're going to be a cop. Nobody forced right. these guys to do this. Right. So, and, and, you know, they, they, they give the excuse, oh, I just want to go home. Well, then this is not the job for you, bro. Right. You want to just go home. Get a job at UPS. Get a job at Lowe's. Get a job at Home Depot. Get a job. Get a job in a security guard. Yeah. Get a, <laughs> work at a movie theater. You go home nine times out of ten every day unless you get into a car accident. But, but it's, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just ridiculous to me. But like the officer said, though, the officer said it, 99% of their job, JP, is communication. A part, a part, part, part of a police officer's job is de-escalating situations. It is detention. It is detaining. That can be done non-violently. Yes, the tasers have been implemented to try to reduce deaths. But again, for a 26-year officer job, a 26-year officer who is a training officer to not know the fucking difference between the gun and the taser. It's 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 it feels almost inexcusable. Especially like I mentioned before you you uh we lost you a second ago. When you're holding it in your hand and your body camera looks at it like this and you got the gun in front of you, what would tell you to say you're screaming taser, 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 but you're not even looking at what's in your hand. That there alone could have been put it back. Let me get the right thing. You had a fellow officer next to you. So this is this is this moment here is just one of those high levels of beyond ignorant moments ever. That should have never happened. First off, number one, I talked to a I talked to a former police officer this week, and I asked him about the situation with with the kid in Minnesota. And um, he told me, told me straight up, he was like, you know, this is a former police officer I talked to. And he said that the kid was probably scared because, you know, what happens to black men when they get pulled over and stuff like that there, he, he probably panicked. That's what happened. And he said, and he said about the, about the individual, the, the, um, the, the, the late, the, the, the woman who shot him, he said she should have known better. She should have known the difference between her handgun and a taser, period. That's what he said. And not only that there, there was a cop 
I do believe in front of her, like you said, on the side or in front of her. Now, suppose she, suppose she took the gun out, whatever that was she did. She was reckless because she could have fired that gun and that gun could have ricocheted and hit one of her one of her fellow officers as well. Right. Second, it was the, the officer she was trained. It was the officer that was with her that she was training that was with her. Right. But I'm talking about the, the, the <laughs> cop that was in front of her. I don't know where the train the trainee was at. I don't think it was the no, trainee that was, the cop that was there. That, that was, no, yes. That was the was, train. That's who was okay. riding with her. That's who was riding with okay. him. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about when they, when, I'm talking about when they were with the kid struggling with the kid when he was in the car. That's yeah, it was the same okay. guy. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And, and and another thing with this here too. Okay. Say for instance, the kid just drove off and he and he went away. Okay, you could set a roadblock down the road, put the little things out there that just slashed the tires and stuff. Guess what? You arrested, resisted arrest, throw the book at him, whatever. Everybody goes home. The kid lives or whatever. He might serve a couple years or whatever. Resisted arrest. Saw a police officer with the car or whatever. Okay. But the fact is, he still be alive. And, and you know, this, this whole thing shouldn't have happened with him being dead. Period. That's the bottom line right there. And see, this, this, is what people, this is what people don't seem to understand. The reason why so many black people are angry about this is because you see people like Dylon Roof go to, uh, in a church, nine people are murdered, pray, praying. Nine peaceful people praying in a church, they lock him up, nothing happens to him. As a matter of fact, on the way to jail, on the way to jail, they take him to Burger King. Burger King. People see that, they're gonna be outraged. Another thing is too, you see these mass shootings going on all over this country with white people. And get taken in alive. And get taken in alive. Take it in alive. Just you know, take it in alive. You made the point about the guy with the assault of the police officer and stuff. Take it in alive. And then we go to the big one. We go to the main course. January 6, 2021, Washington, DC, the Capitol building. Not only did these inbred, outbred hit devils run up into the Capitol where you have politicians making laws for you at, they killed a police officer. They killed a police officer. Where is the outrage in that at? How come so many people, how come people were not killed that day for running up in the Capitol? And you right. see this, and they killed a police officer. And you, you don't hear nothing about that hardly anymore, about what happened stuff, because they were white. As simple as this. There white, was, there white was. folks have rules. White folks have rules and laws that protect them. We have no rules and laws to protect black and Latino people. That's the bottom right. line, period. Right. And and to the capital situation, the there was one of them, the woman that got shot. That officer faced no charges because guess what? In that, rightfully in this, so. In, yes, in this incident, they did their job when they no, you're not supposed to do what they did on the sixth. Person got shot, killed. They were doing that was when a cop was doing their job. That was when a cop was truly doing their job. The cop that got killed has been celebrated by the government since it happened. Since it happened, he's being laid to rest in DC, I believe, with all of that stuff too. But the outrage. The, the outrage to me that I think you're talking on is the same people who are anti, you know, oh, well, this kid shouldn't have resisted and this kid shouldn't have did this or that and the third. 
where were they when it happened to the police officer? To a point, I feel you. I feel you. Where's the outrage? You know, where's the where's the protect the protect law enforcement? Save all truth. Blue lives matter. Where's blue lives? Yeah, blue lives matter. Where are y'all? Speak up. Now, I, I'm not. I'm not only talking about that that aspect of it, but I'm also talking about the aspect of the FOP. You 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 haven't heard nothing from the national FOP about this police officer getting killed in 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 DC. But you hear him every week about Mumia, though, when they want to do something about Mumia. You hear him about Asada Shakur, though, you know, putting the bounties on it. And that's another thing, too. This sister committed a crime allegedly, what, we going on 48 years ago. She escaped from prison 42 years ago. You all are more worried about her. You're more worried about her than you worry about getting these clowns who killed a cop just a couple weeks ago in D.C. at, at, at the Capitol building. Nobody has still been arrested. J.P., they're more worried I about... I think they got those people, though. J.P., they're more worried about foreign terrorists than their own domestic terrorists. Exactly. FBI, FBI has blatantly stated several times that the main terror threat in the United States today is the homegrown domestic terrorists and these militia groups, the homegrown domestic terrorists, right? These exactly. folks, and you see, these folks, and, and, and TJ, go ahead. Now, I was gonna say, and to make your point, to make your point, what you're saying, you're seeing it play itself out every single week. There is a mass shooting every now, single week. I don't know if you guys, uh. I've read about this or, or seen anything about this, but the kid Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Who uh, who's uh, out on bail or what have you? He's been getting letters mm-hmm. and 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 congratulatory remarks from law enforcement officials within yep. the yep. government, within the government, elite yep. elite soldiers, and saying you did nothing wrong, you did nothing wrong. There was an article that just came out the other day saying there's elite uh, troops who who are siding with these domestic terrorists and and saying that they they don't see anything wrong. I don't even understand the mentality behind this because you're supposed to the mm-hmm. the model of the police is to protect and serve, right? Serve and protect. But they only do that. They only do that when it comes to them. They're serving and protecting themselves. That 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 law does not that rule does not apply to us in any way, shape, fashion, or form. It does not. And, and then, I don't know. I don't know where this switch flipped have, off at. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then you have these people out here to say, "Well, what about the crime in the black community and stuff?" This is the difference between this is the difference between the two. Number one, our tax dollars go to these and fund these police departments to protect allegedly but we know that that's not true but we know allegedly to protect all people period our tax dollars are paying their salary this is why people are outraged about what goes on in the community but it's outraged when i'm paying your salary and you see me as subhuman it's outraged that i'm paying your salary and you're killing me that is the difference between the two period well, they, they don't see us as equal. That's the whole point. That's the bottom line. We are exactly. Not They've never seen it that. They've never seen it We're that We're not way. equal. We'll never so, I mean, be second equal. Of- yeah, there it is. 
That's that, that's I mean, what we were talking about earlier, Dan. They still see you as three fifths of a man. We still not even consider human beings. So, you oh, know, God. it's just the I, way they show I, us. I want to. Sh- I want to. Sh- <gasps> I want to show this as proof of two ah. different Americans. Oh hell no! The cop is on there. Oh. Oh. Wait. Oh my God. No, not one shot fired. Not one shot fired. Not one shot fired. And I showed that to show the, the, the proof in the two different Americas. That guy was able to get back to his car, live, back up, play bumper cars, still living, drive off, almost hit two officers that you see running the back from the back, and drive off with an officer on the side of his car still alive and the article said that that the man allegedly hits the cop with a hammer hits the officer with a fucking hammer and you're telling me you didn't hit him with your hammer right there it should have been go time it should have been go time there should have been no excuses this man is a qualified legit threat he's hurt one of our brothers in arms and he needs to be taken down not at one and at no point did nobody say we should we should stop this guy. Yep. But JP, by any JP, means necessary. Go ahead. JP, this was a conversation that me and TJ was having pre-show about this situation because when you mentioned that you talked to your officer friend who uh, who, who said that this kid might have been in fear, which it, it to me when your reaction is to try to jump in your car to skate off, of course you are in fear. The kid called his mother beforehand to say, Mom, I'm getting pulled over by the police. That kind of also tells me in some sort of a way that he might have known he had these warrants on him and he was trying to get away because he was scared. But at, at this is just, just to counter just a little bit. At what point do we remind our people that unfortunately these things happen. These things do happen. But we also, in some cases, got to remember to try to practice a little bit of self-preservation and try not to run off. Because like you said, it, the kid could have been scared. They could have did role and all that. You were talking on what the police could have done out of reaction. But if the kid wasn't He didn't do anything to help himself, just, He didn't do anything to help himself. That's in, in respect, yes. But I'm just saying, like, it... it, it, it it seemed to have not triggered that self-preservation. Let me get back home to my kid. Let me get back home to my mother can see me again. And he panicked. Like you said, JP, he was scared. But in, in some instances, in, but in some instances like this, though, we gotta we gotta remember as a people, yo, but we want to get home. We could be scared, but if it's just a warrant, like you said, if it's just a warrant, then he could have just tried to fall back some. And then just take whatever the arrest, see the warrant. He probably got a slap with some fines or something. And the young brother could still be alive. But unfortunately, but you know what? But you know what? Fear, panic, but, but you know what? In. But you know what as well, though? You see people comply with the police. You this see people true. do everything they said, and you still they still getting beat. They're still getting killed. Right. Um, George Floyd, for instance, it wasn't an incident of him resisted arrest or re- resisted the police and stuff like that there. He was very calm. He was very calm at the, at, in the beginning. But yeah, when they had him in, I mean, 
he complied with the officer when they cuffed him. There was no struggle with, with getting him in the handcuffs or anything like that. There, he complied. It was just right. that he felt as though he was claustrophobic and stuff. And this is this is what this is what happened. And then it turned into something else. It turned into yeah. a murder on 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 tape. That's what it yeah. turned into. So, true so, indeed. True indeed. And, that, and that's a, and that's a, and that's another thing that's going to come up this week too. They're saying the verdict might be in as early as Monday. This is what they're saying. And I'm telling. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you this right now. If they don't come back with the right verdict in this situation, I'm telling you right now, that stuff that you seen last summer is going to be an appetizer compared to the main course of what's going to happen if they don't bring the verdict back, which, which should be a charge of murder and him going to jail for at least 20 years. You know that's what? The, that's the only way. You that's know what? the only I, way. You know what, JP? And you're, you're ex- absolutely right about that. And maybe they'll get it right this time, but it's like I've heard people say they need a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? They need to show that we we can get it right and do it for this one guy, right? And then it'll be back to things as normal for the next altercation or for the next situation. Good point. I.e. this situation right here with, with the young man. Go ahead, Dan. Good point. And I wanted to build on that because to what you said right there, a lot of people were saying that this, what you just said, the scapegoat, that martyr in a situation, it right. could be, it could be that the woman goes down because guess what? Even though she's white, she's a woman. A woman, yeah. And it's and it's still the white man is. Wait, he's, to, he's a number one. He's at the right. top. But guess what? We're a long way from that trial ever even coming out because of the 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 the, the Chauvin case. Because of the Chauvin. Cause see, you see, with, with the with the Derek Chauvin case and stuff, what's going on with him and, and George and um George, George Floyd? In my in my opinion, like there's a there's a good reason. There's a good reason. Why the people were skeptical, and I understand. I'm skeptical of this trial too. I don't trust it until I actually see the right verdict because we saw Rodney King on videotape. We thought, oh, open and shut case. They beat this man to death. They beat this man was to death. What happened? Nothing happened. We see, um, what's the, my man in New York? You know, I'm talking Eric Garner. You seen Eric Garner on videotape choked to death. No charges. You see right. Oscar Grant. Oscar Grant in, in Oakland, California, on the ground, cuffed, shot in the back. You've seen Sandra Bland down in Texas. What happened to her? Beaten up by a cop. Mysteriously, she's dead in jail. You've seen the 13-year-old child the other day in Chicago getting shot and killed the other day. His hands were clearly up. You saw from the video. His hands were clearly up. Now, now on top of that gonna, one right there, though, sidebar on top of that. that. We're gonna get okay. into that one. In a, we're gonna okay. get into that one in a second, JP. Okay, because, but, but, okay. But I'm saying, but I'm saying the other, all the other ones that you saw and stuff, they're all on videotape. They all complete, com, com, clearly right. show they've been up. murdered. They, they all clearly show right. they've but been I, murdered. I want to get into this comment here. It says so whoever Facebook user yeah, is, I'm, I'm not in all that. the. Oh, she did because I, I, yeah. I guess I missed it. She said suggesting that the kid in Minnesota should be compliant or the kid in Chicago should be compliant is a bit disingenuous because they died being compliant. 
I am not trying to be disingenuous. Right. And unfortunately, if you go over that horrific video again, we see the kid try to dash off into the car. That, that evidence is there. So the, the, the case to, to, to say that he wasn't being compliant is kind of there. Am I, am I, I, I'm on JP's side, as he mentioned, the kid was scared, 20 years old, didn't know what to freaking do. He was scared. Do I think it was the right thing to do to try to run away? No. But we seen it in the video. That's the only difference in why I said us as black people, us as people of color in general. Yes, JP mentioned it too. Even if we comply for the most part, it still happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been personally been in situations myself where I've been detained and stuff, you know, and, and where, where I, I, I'm still here. Guns were right. never drawn and stuff like that. It was a matter of. But I you didn't do anything I, to lead I, up to guns being drawn, though. That's that's true, too, because, again, it's, in, in some respects, there is a level of self-responsibility that we need to have. I'm not blaming the kid for being shot in no way, shape, or form. He got scared. He tried to run back into his car, but it still all lies on the officer. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't scream taser with a fucking gun in your hand. And yes, no. yes, Lisey, doesn't mean he should have been shot. That's what I'm saying. It does not mean he should have been shot. The officer is a thousand percent wrong in this because you can't scream taser with a gun in your hand. Training officer, 20 fucking six years on the job, and you can't tell the fucking difference between a taser and a gun. But you're screaming taser with a fucking gun in your hand. And I'm not screaming at you, Lizzie. I'm screaming at the, this, this incident. <laughs> I'm screaming at this incident. You can't scream fucking taser with a gun in your hand. That's like me saying I'm shooting for three. But I'm not on a basketball court. I'm throwing a fucking piece of toilet tissue in there. I ain't shooting no three. I threw toilet tissue away in the fucking garbage. <laughs> it, it, just, it just goes to say whether you're compliant or not. Don't. Whether you're compliant or not, you're you're at a risk of being murdered or shot, exactly. or what have you. And we all know that. We all know that. We the evidence is pure and clear as day. Nobody. Nobody. Go ahead. No, my bad. I I didn't want to cut you off. My apologies. I wanted to throw it back to JP though. When the kid in Chicago, the the the, the, the seventh grader, the thirteen year old kid. Right. Oh, no, the, the point I was going to make about that situation was the kid clearly had his hands up as far as as far as what I saw on the video. Now, well, right before not, JP, JP, right before. He I, had, I know he about the have, gun. Yeah, and he threw yeah, it. He threw and the then gun behind the wall. He threw the, yeah, he threw the gun behind the wall and he turned and put his hands up. At that point, the, right, the, there's right. no he reason did, for the gun. Throw the gun. There's no reason that the cop should have shot him right there. Exactly. That was pure. Re that was pure reaction. Right. There's that no pure reason reaction. for him to be shot. And, and, right. Exactly. And, and, and what I was right. going to say was, I don't trust the Chicago Police Department anyway because of their history of brutality that they've had through decades. I mean, right. this is the same police department who murdered Fred Hampton and got away with it. You right. know, basically. You know, right. and and I, I and, and they have a history. You talk to people from Chicago, they will tell you how the Chicago Police Department was. Bobby Seals said himself, Bobby Seals know better than anybody. He was he was sitting up there basically gagged and 
and duct taped and chained to a chair at the Chicago 8 trial. He said himself that the Chicago Police Department was the most brutal police department on the face of this earth. He said now, that. He's been saying that for years, for decades. But, but And the crazy but, but thing about my, that, my point, I wonder just because I, 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 I will you can continue on them, but I, I I just wanted to add in that how it's again. I played football against the Chicago police. It was a different setting, different type of situation, and because we were out of town, is they kind of took care of us while we were out. We didn't get to see the asshole side, but their their asshole side is in the record books, as you're describing. It's historic. I it's can only the, take it from the it's historic. I can only take it from the moment that I had with them, which fortunately was a outside of the job for them type of thing. But on the job, most people they do one eighties. They do one eighties. So the person that I saw was cool then could have fucking knocked some brother's head in just a couple hours later at work. But go ahead, Dan, it's go ahead. Di- it, it, hold on real quick, Dan. It's different. Nah. Between totally throwing on the foot, throwing it on a totally, football uniform, totally and, then put, and then putting on that police uniform, their it mentality totally, changes. I, it, <laughs> that's why that I mentality have the changes dramatically. You're right. That's, You're absolutely that's right. That's why I described the 180 because, but, yeah, but, like I said, they were nice to us, but historically, but, JP. But but I was. With, but, but I was going to say as well, though, with this 13-year-old child, too, that got shot and killed in Chicago, was that the idiot he was with, he's the one probably was firing a gun up in the neighborhood, and he gave it to the yes. kid, like, oh, go stash this, because he probably, he probably yes. thinking, like, okay, the kid will take the blame for me. He's not going to serve anything. They're not going to shoot the 13-year-old kids or, or anything like that there, so I'm good to go. No. Right. See, it's, it's, right. this, this is a double-edged sword. This is this, with this 13-year-old child is a double-edged sword, because not only were the police wrong, his parents were wrong. His parents are are, 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 are reliable for this. The, the, the dude he was with is liable for this. They said it could have been some type of gang initiation. That's another thing they're saying, too, with this whole situation that went down. First off, what in the hell is a 13-year-old child doing out at 3 o'clock in the morning? That's the other part of this of this equation as well. I was going to say old, that. You're out with, you're out with a you are out with a 21-year-old. First of all, what is a 21-year-old grown-ass man hanging, unless you're his uncle or his older brother or something or a cousin, what in the hell are you doing hanging out with a 13-year-old child and you're 21 years old? That's the JP, other aspect of this as well. JP, JP, there, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, Channel 5 up here in New York uh, would run this at 10 o'clock every night like it was clockwork. It was. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your no, child is? Are. Do you know where your child is? It's 10 p.m. Still to this day. Still to Do this day. Do you know where your child is? All right. It doesn't get more blatant. Right. Than yeah. That. Yeah. It doesn't get more blatant. W- than that. Like, what are you w- doing? W- I, remember, I remember back in the late 70s through the mid 80s, WDAS used to run the whole. Used to run that thing too. Like you said, 10 o'clock at night or whatever. The same exact thing. I think it was Tony Brown or um, no, it was Bob Perkins. He used to have like a, a show on there, but he used to do a, like a, like an ad and stuff. Do you know where your child is at this time of night? It was it was the same exact thing. This is the problem. That was perfect. That, that was perfect. And this like, is, exactly. You be looking for your child at at ten thirty at night. You should exactly. be at thirteen years old. Thirteen no. at thirteen years. 
13, and, and, 14, and, and, 15, you know, 16, it don't matter. And, and, and you, you know, know society, not an adult. society has failed this 13-year-old child. They failed him. The community failed him. The parents failed him. The police failed him. And that idiot he was with failed him. Everybody failed this 13-year-old failed, blame for this 13-year-old child. Because we see this time and time and time again. I remember I used to work with kids in, in Camden, New Jersey. I used to work with kids. I know some of those kids, some of those kids' family home structures and what they went through and what they go through and stuff like that there. This is why I have a problem with people when they talk about these children and stuff and they sit up here and they say, oh, why are these kids so bad? Oh, why are these, well, why do they have a gun? Why are they shooting? Or so and so and so and so, so blah, 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 whatever. Because you don't understand these kids' home environments a lot of times. The home environment is fucked up. I've seen it firsthand. Yes, and some in some situations the parents can't be at home due right. to due to their economic situation where the the parents are working late and you know they're trying to keep a roof over their head and trying to keep food on the table. I completely I completely understand. But that. this is this is where this is this is where you this is where you need to have more community involvement. Hell, we don't even know our neighbors no more. We don't know our neighbors like that no more. I mean, I mean, you know, and me and one of my friends we talked about this the other day when his mom had to go to work late at night or whatever, he would come stay over my house or vice versa. We would have dinner if if he didn't have no food at the house, oh, my mom's like, sure, he'd come over and eat with us, vice versa. It was the thing of a community. We had to get back to those basics of the community and stuff, of stuff like that there, where not only is it your children, but the children that live in your community that, that play with your front that plays with your children and stuff, their friends and stuff, get to take interest in them and raise them as well. It has to be back to a community right. thing. We don't You're know right, these JP. people anymore. You, you're absolutely right. Because back in the because back in the day, sorry to cut you off, Dan. That's like okay. if 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 a neighbor or a friend saw you out in the street and or someplace you shouldn't be at, they were calling your house. TJ's out yep. here running you know around in the street. JP's or, out exactly. here running around. Or yes. they would confront. Or they would confront you and say, "What the hell are you doing over here? Does your mama and right. your daddy know the fuck you over here?" Right. You know. Right. But I just wanted right. to. I just wanted to give y'all the. It's ten p.m. Do you know where your children are? Hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to give. Hmm. I just wanted to throw that up real quick because yeah, that was hmm. that was it. That was it there. Like J JP, you're totally right. It's that it's you can look at it as that sense of community failed this 13 year old. Now exactly, uh, uh, yeah. this is this is one of them situations. It's like you know most people, you know Sean Kings and all these people are going to run with the racism aspect behind the shooting of this child. This is one of those where I'm not looking at racism in this type of situation. It's everything that we was mentioning before. Why was this 13-year-old kid out there? We get the gang life talk. We mention it here all the time. JP is big on it. Sometimes family dynamics are fucked up to where you're looking for family. And you're that young. Your brain is now very malleable to be able to be molded into what the older heads and the older people will want you to do. So... That could be a reason why this kid got caught up running around at midnight. Now, now I am, but, but 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 I am I am going to play the racial aspect of this as well, though, because he was a young Latino male. 
I, I do, yeah, I do yeah. believe that. If he, if he was a young white male, per se, 13-year-old male, he wouldn't have been yes. shot. We've seen that. He would have yeah. got away. He would have got away. So there, is, got away. there is a racial dynamic to it. I stand corrected, then. You're totally right. You're to- I, I, I stand corrected. Because of the incident we talked to prior to this, prior to this, and in the video we showed, prior to talking about this, same state, white guy gets to kill people with his freaking, oh, well, not kill people, but come close to killing people, hitting a cop with a hammer, then hitting them, hitting their cars with his car, and then driving off with one on their car still lit. The other kid, scared he had warrants, tried to run back in his car, taser, 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 shoots. Shoots, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it, yeah, it's back to the 13-year-old kid, though, like, yeah, they say when they when they freeze frame the whole video, and I was talking to somebody earlier about this, they freeze frame the whole video. They said, yo, it was like the kid did have the gun. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. But the cops said, put your hands up. The kid put his hands up. Straight up. Right. Still he was shot. compliant. He was compliant. Right. Right. So I, I take my words back of saying, no, I'm not looking at this fully, but the shooting aspect of it is where definitely I'm going to put the race into effect in this. Again, I vow and stand corrected 100,000% because this could have been a white kid in Chicago and little Billy could have gotten right to go right back home. Dan, and this yep. goes into what we were saying earlier, tying in with the CDC was just saying what you yeah. said when to, when to cap it off. The CDC recognizing that racism is a what did it say? It's a mental health issue now. Mental health issue, yeah. And I'm but that it up is. Right now. But if it's a mental health issue, who is it the mental health issue for? Is it mental health issue for people of color, or is it mental health issue for white people? Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's really a mental health issue. I feel as though for us because we have been the victims of this for 450 plus years of of just blatant race. Not only, I mean. It's look, it's yes. stressful to be black. JP, you're it, right, is, it, because... it is very stressful to be a black person in America. It it you're really right. is. Because no, you're right, you know, because... It, it amazes it, it amazes it amazes me sometimes to hear white people talk about like, you know, police police stuff and talk about, oh well, you know, I don't want to get pulled over and yada yada yada. But you don't have to worry about the stuff that we have to worry about. Hands on the right. steering wheel. We don't know. We don't know if this cop JP. had a bad day or not, and whether he's going to take it out on us. We, they don't understand that aspect. JP, but in terms of racism, it goes well far. It touches everything in in the medical field, per se. When a yeah. white person gets checked in for something that's bothering them, as opposed to a black person with the same sense, symptoms as a white person has, in and out. oh, it must be in, in your out. head, or and or it must be something you you you're not doing. And you especially know, ahead, when it Dan. comes to when, especially when it comes to the treatment of how black women in the medical yes. field, in the medical yes. uh, situation, exactly. Food, I was they getting have to that. Yes. It's historically the worst compared to all right. of us. Yes. Yep. 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 In, in but, and out. So they get you in and out. It goes. It goes into housing. You know. Oh, this property is not for sale, or is already sold Education. already. Education. Work. Just walking down the street, just the other day, we just saw it with the with the with the with the white army exactly. soldier 
the white soldier harassing a young man for walking in his neighborhood. What? Walk, this walk guy in his lives in your neighborhood. And, he lives and, in your neighborhood. And the other officer, I believe, that happened in Virginia. He lived there. The one, the, the one when I'm not even going in on that. That's a separate. That's I'm going now on the one adding on. The think it was the officer in Virginia who was in uniform got pulled over, was scared to get out the of lieutenant. the lieutenant. The cops the lieutenant. Yeah. Out of the car, told him, "Yeah, you should be scared to get out of here." But what Alive. happened to what happened to respect the troops? What no, no, oh, there's just so much hypocrisy in this country. And thank you for your service. And yo, you know, you know that guy's cousin was Eric Garner. You know that, right? Which guy? Eric Garner was his cousin. The guy, guy in Virginia. Virginia. He was, a, he, and that dude was, I think, excuse me. Uh, he was a lieutenant Latino. in the military. He's a black Latino, too. Yes, yeah, he's a black Latino yeah. or uh, lieutenant in the, yeah. in the United States Army. Yes. His, his cousin was dress, Eric Garner, though, as well. In full dress detail. Now, if it was a white dude dressed full like dress that. Full dress uniform. If a white dude dressed like that in militia outfit, thank you for your time. Oh, my bad. I'm Move sorry, along. Lieutenant. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. Yeah, I'm a veteran too. Salute. Move along. Yeah. Simplify but all that good shit. They but my, my bottom my, my 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 bottom line is to see it though. And you know, this this is this is what people but not us per se, but this is what people don't seem to understand. People ain't gonna be putting up with this stuff, and this stuff keeps on going on. They that's what people don't seem to understand. People are not gonna put up with this. Because every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Exactly. And that's what's going to start happening. Because you can't keep brutalizing and doing this to people without thinking there's going to be a response back. I'm not advocating violence at all. I'm talking about the laws of nature and how and, and, and how things work. This is the reason why you had the Black Panther Party. This is the reason why you had H. Rat Brown. Stokely Carmichael, the Malcolms, and so and so forth. People talk about, oh, they're very militant. Oh, to this. No, they're all about protecting themselves and protecting their people by any means necessary. That's what they were talking about. We're tired of being killed. You're not going to be killing us no more. We're going to stand but up for ourselves. What That's are they what people do? Don't seem to understand. I'm not advocating what violence at all. But how do you expect? How do you expect people? How do you expect people to be peaceful? And nonviolent when they're getting violence putting on them every single damn day. In some cases, a lot of cases for no reason. How do you expect it, people to sit up there and be peaceful? What are they gonna do in the next 20, 15 to 20 years when this entire country is gonna be brown? What is it gonna be then? What is it gonna be then? Right. Because even, even less than that though, TJ, because if you're paying attention in the news, Biden is finally, finally, he's pretty much doing, finishing the job that Trump was starting in pulling our troops out of Afghanistan and bringing them back home. Now, they're not all leaving, but a large majority are finally being pulled out of Afghanistan, some place that we have not needed to be in for the longest, right? For at least two decades now. So there's going to be more troops home. What JP mentioned just a minute ago when it comes to the reaction. If these cases go spinning the wrong way, guess who's now going to have to be here to now quote unquote protect this country? 
And the question that I've always asked mm-hmm. my people in the military, my military friends was, when the U.S. government tells you to turn your guns on its people, what are you going to do? Well, Straight if they're white, down. they're not going to do anything, apparently, because they haven't been doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. How many – there was a militia that was trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. <laughs> God, there, was the, there, was the, there was the militia that took over that federal park and yeah. did nothing. They did nothing about it. Nothing. Nothing. They're still alive to this day. They went, they might right have went back. to jail over it. Well, we're almost done, TJ. We're almost done. We're, we're about to get out of here. So but, okay. but, but my, my last point is just here though. But you've had but you've had black organizations, all they were fighting for is social justice and equal, not only equal opportunity, but to be seen as human beings and what happened. That's it. They smashed That's them. It. They That's smashed it. them. Well, like you said, JP, January 6th so, told you Ridiculous. all you needed to see, bro. Ridiculous. All you needed to see, bro. That 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 spoke volumes of how yep. they feel about this country, the government of this country, and how people of color should be treated. Period. And that's why this yep. episode. Yep. That's why this and episode. I don't, I, real quick, real quick, let me make this, make this one last point. I don't want to hear... No more about going to other countries to talk about their freedom and talk about how they're, they're how they're being treated in their countries. We can't even have no peaceful. We can't even treat the citizens here right and give them justice. How the hell yep. you gonna go to someplace else and talk about justice when there's never been justice here? It's ridiculous. And, and that's why this episode was titled "The Never-Ending Story," because eventually we want to see an end to this shit. But in our lifetimes, who knows how much longer we got left? JP is about 85. TJ is about 50. <laughs> I'm approaching 37. <laughs> yeah, all right, you put to 37. I know, got me. <laughs> but we don't, <laughs> but we, don't know, we don't know how much longer we have, just to be very frank and honest. And in our lives, this change that we are looking and arguing over and fighting to see, still to this fucking day, we might not see. That's why this was called the never-ending story. But eventually, there needs to be an end to this story. And it's going to happen to me partially by way of the browning of the U.S. Then they're going to have to now find a new... And that's what they're afraid of. Uh, absolutely. And now they're going to have to find a new piece of land to come a- over to make it Whitesville again. Yay, JP say Fear of a black planet, brother. Fear of a... Fear of a black planet. That's what they're fear of. That's what they're scared of. With that being said, JP. Oh man. Shout outs to of course you the mayor. Shout outs to um, Brother TJ. Shout outs to also Sister Qatar, wherever you are. Hope everything is to all the folks out there who support us and, and listen to the show. Yeah, shout out. Excellent uh, show today, guys. This was this was a much-needed discussion, and we'll continue to have it until things change. Um, shout out to you guys uh, for making this happen. Lisi in the comments, uh, shout out to you for listening and participating today. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, like you said, Dan, in our lifetime, we, we get to see a change. You know what I'm saying? And, and hopefully will be better for it at the end of the day. Yeah, so we hope. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things where time tells the story. 
And let's hope this story does end eventually. It needs to cap somewhere. This story for today from the Star 5 caps right now. As always, check out the Star5Podcast.com for our merch, all our streaming platforms. Make sure you try, if you're in Philly, you're in Philly, hit us up. We might have time to come kick it with y'all, at least on Saturday afternoon or something. But Friday, this next Friday, we're at Philly Cigar Week. TJ and myself, we're going to be conducting interviews for the during the whole first kickoff of the uh, the, the the happy hour party at the Double Tree Hotel in Philadelphia, Double Tree Airport Hotel. We'll be there four to seven, probably doing interviews for at least two or three hours there. Then we're going to kick it to the night spot and just have a good time. We're going to hang out around the set uh, the, the city of Philadelphia Saturday. Shout out to my homegirl, Summer Willow, too. Going to be filming an episode of a new show, What You Drinking. I'll be on that show, so check that out. Download the Foodie TV app to check out her show. Uh, so what you're drinking? It's a dope show. Very quick show too. I, it's about six minutes an episode. I felt like I finished watching all four episodes in like 20 minutes or 10 minutes. Like it just went like that. But it's a really good show. You'll get some dope drink ideas out of it. But again, Philly Cigar Week, y'all. We're gonna be down there. TJ and I kicking it, chilling. Y'all want to kick it with us? Come kick it with the Star Five family. And that's it. Yout, JP, TJ, Katara. I hope everything is good. We'll see y'all next week. Actually, we won't see y'all next. We will. We'll think about seeing y'all next week with another live show. But if we don't, the content that we record at Philly Cigar Week is going to fill the place of next week's episode. We'll keep y'all posted in the group. Please invite more people to the Facebook group. We out. Peace, y'all. Peace.